0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Colour Plane Podcast. Today, me and Jesse are sitting down with Josh, who goes by 075barber on Instagram. Jesse, very excited about this one today.
1: Um, Beyond excited. We're talking about someone who has an 8 million view video on TikTok. It's changed the entire landscape of his business. Jack, this is crazy. And also, don't forget to join the Colour Plane Community Facebook group.
0: Good call. And if you enjoy this podcast, give us five stars. It means a lot. Let's do it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us, man. It's, um, it's cool to have you in. It's probably a bit of a different guest for us, which is exciting for me and Jesse. We've had a lot of brands on so far, so it's cool to have you know someone like yourself as a, as a barber, a self-made barber, um, coming on just to get a different lens, different perspective. Um, so yeah, we'll, let's start with where it all started for you with with being a barber.
2: Yeah, um, and like I said, bro, I really appreciate you guys putting me on. Means a lot. And I know you guys do more like fashion stuff. So it's it's dope to see you guys like kinda reaching out to That's dope. As cliche as it sounds, bro, like I actually knew like since I was a young kid that I wanted to cut hair. Wow. I knew like the first time I stepped in a barbershop, I knew I was like like this is what I want to do. That's Cause it. like like barbers are like to me, they're like the coolest people in society. You know what I mean? Like they're like covered in tasks, they wear whatever they want, they listen to whatever music they want and they just chat shit all day while they cut hair. Um so I knew like I knew I wanted to do it, but it's just like Coming from a wog family, they're very like, nah, go to uni, nah, just like you know, be a renderer, be a carpenter, like don't. Well, what is barbering? And like, rightfully so, back in the day, like barbering was a dying art. It wasn't. It was more like you just go to just cuts for like fifteen bucks instead of spend you know today like fifty dollars for a haircut. Yeah. price. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I would always just like be doing different stuff. Like I went to uni for a long time. After uni, I went to uh, like I went to carpentry. I tried like uh, like a nine to five job. But bro, it's just like, and you guys would know, like when you love what you do and you want to do it, it's like a whisper, bro. In the back of your head, it's <laughs> like, nah, just do ring, Just do ring. And then um, I was a carpenter for two years and I just remember like hating it real bad. And it's almost as if like it worked out for me to fall into ring because I hurt myself as a carpenter. Like I did my shoulders wow. and I was like, okay, well, I, I can't even lift timber above my head anymore. But what I can do is hold these 300 milligram coopers. <laughs> And then I was like, "All right, cool." So I just started like um, cutting for a few of the boys at work, and I was like, "Bro, I love this." And then just like doing more and more and more, and then bro, before I knew it, like I blinked, and here I am. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, crazy.
0: That's sick. It's obviously you had this picture of it as like a young kid of like what it is to be a
2: barber. Yeah, yeah. Can you confirm like that's it is what you thought it was? Bro, it's everything I thought it was, and times hundred. That's awesome. Wow. No cap. It's the best job in the world for me. Yeah,
1: it's so inspiring having you in, man, and just seeing I can feel your energy and like that's what this podcast is all about. It started a lot with clothing, but we're excited to bring in any creative that loves what they do and you know, that's why we're so stoked to have you here.
2: No, I appreciate it. Seriously, thank you. Of
1: course, man. very excited for this chat.
0: 100%. So one of the things you do amazingly is how you market on social media, more specifically TikTok. That's something me and, Je- and Jesse obviously big on. Um, we think it's a future. We think if you're not doing it, you're shooting yourself in the foot. And you do an amazing job. I'd love to, let's start with TikTok because that's obviously your main platform. What What does that look like for you in terms of strategy? What's your journey been with TikTok?
2: Um, like we kind of touched on before, at the start, it was very like a uh, trial and error. It was very like fumbly. I didn't know where I was going with it. But I just knew that like with any sort of new venture, it's just volume. Like you just put out as much as you can. What works? Okay, let me write that down and then just like pursue that. Um, I knew I... I can I ask, like, is it all right if I swear? Yeah, of course. Like, okay. yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so okay. I knew I, like I fucked up pretty heavy with like not jumping on YouTube and Instagram straight away. Like I was, um, it's always like that fear of judgment, mm. which is like a big thing for like a lot of content creators. I feel like they're scared to like push shit out because they're like, oh, I don't want to be cringy. I don't want to like look like a, you know, like an idiot or I don't know what I'm doing or whatever. So for me, it was like, all right, let me just remove myself from the thought and just be the observer of the content and just start posting as much as I can without judgment do you know what i mean so like not to judge myself when i'm posting stuff like if i want to be that quirky cool barber in front of the camera be that let me see how that goes if i want to be you know more like kind of chill like how i am on the camera now then yeah let me try that like it doesn't matter who you are at the start because no one's really seeing it anyway you know it's mm-hmm. such a great message did, yeah.
1: did, did you experiment like with that quirky barber like how many personalities I were. You just Dude, it was like
2: i think i tried like four kind of different like strategies and it wasn't like for me, it's like yeah, the numbers matter. Like especially on TikTok, like you're you're aiming for big numbers, but you got to do what's natural, bro. Like I can't. It's exhausting to yeah. be someone you're not. You know what I'm yeah. saying?
0: Has to be like sustainable. Yeah, something bro. me and Jesse talk about a lot with with what we do business wise and person. Like personally, it's yeah.
1: Yeah, it's if it's not authentic, you can't repeat it.
2: Well, that's exactly as you bro. said. It's exhausting. Well, and so. you become
0: a slave to it as well. Dude, it's, it's like horrible. now you're having to do something you don't want to do, and yeah,
2: well, it's crazy because if you look at it from the outside, it's like all right, it's like almost like that two-faced thing. You know what I mean? Like, I've I'm, I'm, the second the cameras on, I'm this completely different person, and then you jump off and you're just burnt, bro. It, it, that's how it was. Like it was like I was burning out so hard just by being this person that I wasn't, and then I would like sit back and kind of think to myself like, bro, why am I trying to be this person? Like just because I saw Joe Blow do it and he's like got a million views, like who cares, you know? And it was only when I started like using the authentic idea, mm. like things that came to me and not things that I was like observing, that's when it started popping off. Like I knew I wanted to be a bit more minimal. Like I'm a big fan of being minimal. All right, let me incorporate that into my content. I knew I just, I like things that are a bit quicker. I don't like really long, long thought out videos. All right, cool. Let me do that. And it's just like the more truer I was to myself, the more people would view that because they haven't seen that version of anybody. I'm the only person that does that because I'm this is me. It's not like I, ca- I can't sit here and make content like Jesse or yourself. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I only, I can only be myself. Mm-hmm. That's when the content started rolling. That's what like and now all the content that's authentic is the stuff that explodes. It's so amazing, man!
1: As Dr. Seuss once said, "No one's you than you." And Facts. like it's Facts. it's it's amazing. And I've heard from various other really successful creators that it's your biggest competitive advantage is being uniquely you. Yeah, as you just said so perfectly. Like you can't do the content we do, and vice versa. And the moment you realize. That's your best competitive advantage. There's no one who's you. There's Like for you, it'd be like your upbringing, you're a barber, probably the age you're doing it at, the way you're filming it, all these unique aspects form this like – incredible experience. Yeah. But if you're trying to morph those aspects into other people, people have like, seen this shit, yeah. you know? so it is vulnerable to, uh, as you attest to, I think it's very vulnerable to put yourself out and follow uniquely you. It's probably the most vulnerable thing you could do.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
1: But I think after that, after you jump over that that big hurdle, then it's all downhill. Like you said, that's when you really, and you wake up and you go, I can just be me all day, yeah. every day, right?
2: Absolutely, bro. It's kind of like the, the analogy that I like to use is like, let's say you got like a little gap like this big and you're super, super high up, you could jump that gap any day of the week, yeah? But if you stand in front of that gap and you're like, oh, fuck, fuck. Like, bro, you're going to fall right into that gap, bro. And that's exactly how I try to think of, like, the content, being myself, being authentic. Like, I feel like with you guys with push, like, push, pull, you just went for it and you're doing the designs you love and you guys are choosing it. You're not being like, you don't grab a piece of fabric and go, oh, does I'm a Joey Josh, you know, K out all these other, oh, do they like it? Then I, you're like, nah, I'm going to run it by me, my homeboy, do you like it? Bet, let's do it. And it's just like, if I'm going to hesitate at that jump, I'm falling straight in there. And it's just like, I've done that before. I've fallen into that little gap and you get stuck and it sucks. But then it's just so easy to to jump over it and you realize when you're on the other side, you're just like, oh, like, bro, what was I, what was I worried about? You know what I mean? Have Thanks. you had much pushback from like family and friends? Yeah, bro, huge. Um, I come from like a, like a Muslim background and uh, my community is very like conservative. So not only like, like oh, I'm covered in like tattoos and I've got piercings and shit like that. So that already was like a, a like a pushback just on appearance. Mm. And then you could imagine like being a parent watching their kid going to an industry where like th- that doesn't matter. Like I could tattoo my face tomorrow and nothing would happen. They're just like, oh my God, like what is this kid doing? Do you know what I mean? So it was like, it was a big pushback in terms of um, them being scared of like, can you actually like make a living? Because they didn't understand like, when you look at it from the outside, you got random people who are finding me on TikTok and then I'm making the trip to my house in Lailor, bro, like on the other side of the city to pay me money and they're just trusting me. Like there's no, like even when I would think about it, I'd be like, fuck bro, this is like, am I actually doing this? And then my parents would freak out because it's not like, it's not traditional, you know what I mean? It's not like, there's no boss paying you and like if you don't show up to work, they still pay you and you get sick. Like none of that shit's happening. It's just me. Um, but I think the turning point was like when my parents would see the check come in And then they'd be like, oh, okay, all right, it's all good. It's all good, no worries. (laughs) And then like, because my my dad runs a business as well. So my dad, like when he saw the numbers, he was cool with it. But my mom was very like freaking out the whole way through. Like even till now, they still kind of freak out. It's so funny how they need like
0: something tangible in front of them to really like yeah just feel comfortable about about the yeah, whole yeah. thing it's crazy it's just a different generation i guess That's yeah. funny man
1: yeah yeah sure. i mean you know even with your success on tiktok you know i think you've are one of your biggest videos has eight million views but yeah. to a parent that would just sound like nothing you know what I mean? like that could be yeah. it's hard to equate what that means in terms of like money but like in terms of like a creative industry if you get eight million views on something yeah and it's, and it's that was like in your barbering realm like that is such a big like leap that, that yeah. could be a week's worth of customers, months, a year worth of customers. Yep. I, I don't... Tell us about that, like...
2: Um, like, in what sense, like, what the, it's like to hit it, or... Yeah,
1: like, when you make, like, a super viral video in and like, what are the ramifications? Like, what are the repercussions?
2: I think in any, uh, like, creative industry, I think you guys... I was listening to a, a podcast that you guys did where you are talking about a guy who did, like, a specific garment, mm-hmm. and then just, like, sold out, like, and did 150k in a month or something like yep. that. Jasper, yeah, shout it out. So, like, you guys can even understand, from a, from a clothing or, like, a fashion perspective what that means now for for me i feel like it's less stress because like i don't have a tangible product all the person does is book and wait so it's just like i remember my first ever booked out week was because of a, a one million video and like i would i would be the biggest stress like even till now i was still stress the fuck out like if i look at the numbers i'm like bro why isn't tuesday two o'clock booked like it, I, i'm still like that but like i just remember <laughs> that I one hit- flop. <laughs> <laughs> I hit um I hit like a the first ever video I posted was like a, a low-tape or mullet video and it was like um I went like this is I was only hitting, like 2000 like was 10,000 once it was nothing and I posted this low-tape or mullet video around the time that most people were doing low-tape or mullets but I woke up the next day and had like a million views and I just sat staring at the phone and I was like fuck, this is a million people, bro. Like, I'm trying to think about how many people, a million people. Like, that's a lot of people, So wrap your head around. Yeah. Like, bro, what is Etihad Stadium? It's not even that, like, it's not even idea. a million, yeah. is it? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, fuck, that's like 40, more. 000. Yeah, bro, it's more than that. I was yeah. like, damn, like, that's a lot of people. And then what I noticed was like, that that fades away pretty quick, that J up over the numbers, because like, nothing changes it. It's not like I got a million dollars in the bank. Like, nothing happened. Um, When I felt it, bro, was when I didn't look at the booking app until the Monday, which is the day before my, my work, I, I work from Tuesday to Saturday. I was like, bro, I'm booked out for the week. And like, this is like- it is that The first s- time that it happened? Yeah, bro. First time. And like, this is coming from a guy that like, I cut like five people a week, bro. So it's like nothing. I'm like making nothing. And um, I just remember the first ever week booked out. I, I like, I was like, I just I lost. Like, I, even till now, I still remember what it feels like to just be at a loss for words. when I'm like, like, bro, this many people want me to cut their hair. Like this random dude. And just having a booked out week. And then a little bit of the week after. And then it's just like, as that content keeps like keeps folding over and rolling over, those millions of people that might not like even a low, like a low taper mullet see my video on midfades and see my video on mid crops and, and all this other shit. And they go, oh, okay, cool. Then I'll book him and then I'll book him. And then, I'll, and then like, bro, I had like within that week, the next week got fully booked. And then the next week got fully booked. And I was just like, bro, like <laughs> this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life because of TikTok, bro. Like it was crazy.
1: And and doubling down on TikTok for a minute, it's what I find so interesting about your socials is you know Instagram, you're like doing well. It's, it's early days, and like youtube's similar, but like your TikTok's like I think two hundred thousand followers, like it's rocking. Yeah, yeah. And I why I find that so interesting, Josh, is I look back. If you had two hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, you'd have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah, like that's the traditional path. But yeah. on TikTok, this new era, you can just be absolutely ginormous on TikTok and not as drastically big on the other platforms but still get the experience of being a big creator absolutely yeah i think you know for young people
2: out there like young barbers on the come out like this is something that's just like it has to be focused on oh do you have to you have to. i think if like if you're a young barber and you're not doing this bro like you 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 got like you're kind of just dipping your toe in the pool like just Mm. get in you know what i'm saying like you're missing out on such a big big like audience just cause what, well, bro? You just get to post a seven second video. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? How many but videos are right. you posting at the moment? Right now I've dialed it back a bit because I was like feeling the burnout. So like now it's like three a day. Yeah, like five a week. Yeah. yeah. Three a day. Uh, no. three, a day. It's three it's three a day now. Uh but bro, it was like at six to seven a day at one point. And wow. I was just like, if I didn't hit seven or six or like five, I was like having a panic attack. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, bro! I haven't posted the fifth one," and it's just like, "Yeah."
0: Just to give context to the audience too, Josh is a one-man show. Yeah. So that's <laughs>
2: that yeah, is just extremely. Just
1: so you're editing that. You're filming that. Yeah, bro, it's a lot of time. He's cutting. He's like running across. <laughs> Do I get the shot, though? Dude, you know, like my
2: some of my clients laugh at me because, like, while I'm cutting hair, like we'll talk. Like, me and the clients talk a lot, and I, I'm like, I'm a conversationalist by nature. I feel I love to talk, but then there's like moments where just like obviously like no one's talking. And I'm just cutting the hair. I'm just thinking, and as I'm cutting, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm like. Bro, that's a mad idea. I stopped the haircut, and in my like in my bathroom, uh, sorry, in my um kitchen, I got this little whiteboard. I just like write an idea on the whiteboard, run back, <laughs> and, like focus out. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, you'll see it later tonight. Don't. Nah. <laughs> I love that man. Yeah, that's yeah, dope. That's dope. Yeah.
1: And you, as a conversationalist, you know, you have your audience quite like it's a younger male demographic. Is that right?
2: Yeah. It it, it like it ranges. So I, I feel like they are on the younger side, but it's it's like a good mix, like in between. Yeah. Dope.
1: And and what sort of how those conversations going are they varied you having similar conversations with these kids
2: yeah like bro you get you get a couple of gems bro hearing like people that are just like unfathomable like insane personalities but bro unfortunately like the large majority of people are the exact same person coming through like it's scary bro what do you put that down to two things bro like lack of empathy like i said before lack of empathy is huge like it's like bro you can't even like imagine how big the lack of empathy is nowadays on top of that, bro, everybody's just terrified by like this system that we've been built in. Like, mm. bro, like people are just like, you speak to them and you ask them questions about like their life and they're scared to even talk about their dream, bro. It's crazy. It's like, it's really crazy.
1: That's two big things, you know. So like with the lack of empathy, you know, what, what do you attribute that to? You know, is it are people naive? Like, what what do you find?
2: I think the system that we're in today is very like... um Kind of like, you know when you see horses running they got that shit on their their face to only see what's in front of them? Yeah, the blinders. It's the same in today, bro. Today's society exactly the same. Like I forgot what it's like to have the blinders on because I'm not in that life anymore. I get to do what I want. Mm -hmm. But then like, I remember like um, working at the marketing firm and just being like, I don't give a fuck what this person thinks or how they feel today. I want my sale. I don't give a fuck what my friend thinks or whether I'm going to steal from his pocket. I want that sale. And it's like, that's like an extreme version but bro, like even down to the the molecular level of society, it's like that, bro. Like the cashier that's serving you, th- there's no substance to how how was your day. It's just how was your day, and they just continue, like do you know what I mean? And it's just like that, and then like little little things, bro. Like walking by people, people don't smile back, or mm. there's no human like you know human level of interaction anymore. And I don't even I don't even attribute it like attribute that to like screens and and else like. Our technology, bro. It's the people. Like, there's, there's like something very wrong with how people are like, kind of taking things in. And I think it's just, it's, it's the people we look up to for one. And then mm. I think it's like the lack of process in the person. Like they're not actually thinking about what they're doing, what they're saying, how they're acting. It's, it's just like that's on. I, I think that's what it is, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think lots of people are definitely living through others. Yeah. Now with all these influences, social media that they see things and they think that's real life when really that that guy's just gone and rented something or just for a post like it's just everything's just so fake these days so it's um yeah i I can't even imagine how it is like you know coming up through high school with all these external you know factors being thrown at you left right and center and then for you to be able to stay on your own course and be confident within yourself it must be so tough
1: my, my growth with society, and I, I've thought about this for a long time, is just how, you know, we have the elderly, in, like the elderly, elderly community, right? Mm-hmm. And I think about myself, I'm only 25, but, you know, oh, I'm 25. Think, what the yeah, fuck, yeah, Bro, yeah. I thought you were
2: yeah. like 20, no cap. <laughs> <laughs> God, God is happy with you. <laughs> <laughs> happy with you.
1: <laughs> so, like, you know, <laughs> I go back five years and I'm like, me at 25, I'm so much more experienced and live so much more life and been mm. through so much more mm. that I'd be so much more valuable to speak to just over five years. Yes. But right. imagine 50 years. Imagine yes. I'm 75. Exactly. There's a well there has to be a wealth of knowledge there. Yeah. That person's had their family pass away, many members. They've probably traveled most countries of the world, like done a lot of incredible things, I'd imagine, you know, yeah. unique to them. But these things aren't being shared.
2: Yeah, bro. I was like,
1: think, like, when, who was the last elderly person you spoke to in society that wasn't, like, a grandparent?
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's almost like we've kind of just shunted them because, like, yeah, they're bro. not on social media. They're not with the times right. in terms of technology. And so they, their voice just has kind
2: of been left out, which is sad. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like that thing, bro. It's like, like, you touched on a really important thing. Like, even if you're 25 years old, bro, the amount of knowledge and the amount of substance in in that brain is crazy. But, like, bro, like, oh, if you don't have a Ferrari, I don't want to talk to you. It's like, what the fuck is that? Like, where does that come from?
1: Yeah, man. On And I on some real shit here real quick, like, even for myself, I had to pull myself... I was journaling the other day and I had to yeah. get very real with myself because I, I caught myself looking at people's Instagrams and, like, judging them on, like, followers and shit. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, that's not it. Yeah. I don't want to ever be that person. You know? So it's like, I feel bad bringing it up because like, I was at, tangling with myself, like, why am I doing that? You know? And it's so unconscious. Like, I'm not actively looking at their followers and their name and their photos but it just kind of floats in it's
2: that system like that system You mm. like yeah, as soon as you open someone's profile it's like oh followers oh fuck I don't want to talk to this con- like I don't yeah, want to look at this yeah. shit
1: yeah, man, yeah. It's, and it's, it's super unhealthy and funnily enough it's like the people I meet with like, t- like 50 followers 100 followers like they're normally 10 times better people than the people with yeah. a million followers right yeah bro so yeah. it's it's a funny thing but yeah but well, what do you think about that Jack have
0: you, have you had much time to think about like Ways forward in terms of that, like obviously, have a lot of young people. Like, there's Mm. a lot of problems. Have you thought about any? I don't know whether yourself
2: or just like broadly, like what needs to change. Um, like at the end of that, like we touched on before. I'm just like one dude. You know what I mean? So for me, I think in every uh, aspect of of my interaction with people, like being a barber is a very intimate, uh, intimate job. I'm touching your head like I'm, it's, I'm about as close <laughs> as I can possibly get bro you know They're I mean? hooking up like I said um, but I think when you when you have someone come in bro and th- like what I try to do is I just try to change the mind of every like as cliche as it sounds I, I want to change the brain of every single person that sits in my chair so the crazy thing is like when someone comes and gets a haircut that's in your chair the second you, you touch that person the barriers are off bro no one's like trying to be a hard cunt anymore no one's trying to be tough no one's trying to act cool it's just like, I'm just cutting your hair, the barriers are let down, right? That is when I, can, I feel the chance to like kind of just slip in and make the change and just pick their brain. So like for me personally, moving forward, what I try to do is, I just, I just want to hear, like I I want to listen to yeah. to the client base, the populate like the young kids, the, the older dudes. I want to listen, not just hear them, but listen. And then take that and try to address it in, in content. And even on the individual level, talk to that person and really understand like, like, the crazy thing is, is like, because I see things from an outside perspective, this, this person is just letting their thoughts out to me. So they'd be like, oh, bro, like, you know, like, yeah, my cousin did this, so fuck him, he's such a dog. And I'm just like, yeah, well, bro, maybe, you know, may, maybe this, this and that was your fault too, you know what I'm saying? And, bro, you see people's expression, like their whole vibe just to it, and they go, oh, shit, yeah, maybe you're right, bro. And it's just like, even, even on that level, just like, just like trickling in the empathy and just being like, bro, how, how about this, how about that? And then- trying to pull that out and then give it to a wider audience. And that's what I struggle with Like at that point of of just trying to institutionalize it and try to make it a thing for the masses instead of just on an individual level. But I know that for me, the best thing that I can do now is that every person I talk to, show them that empathy, show them not to be afraid to just move forward and take that step for yourself. Um, And in terms of of the big field, I mean, like, the world's your oyster, bro. Like, I might meet someone tomorrow who allows me to do a speech in front of the masses and I could maybe change the mind of, like, I don't know. 10k people or mm. five people or three like I don't care but mm. I, I just want to get that point across you know
1: because mm. I think well, I'm really well said by the way and, and I think within empathy Josh there's a listening is a huge component yeah and I've, I've read it in some different forums that it's a sort of a tragedy that listening isn't taught at schools mm. because I think you would say it the most you know in the chair there when you listen to someone and they feel valued and they just express and keep talking and let it out it's like sometimes that's the most powerful thing. Yeah, you might not need to say another word. Yeah, but the fact that we're not being taught those processes because there's mm. a skill to learning. Right? Absolutely. Sorry, mm. skill to listening and learning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think listening is extremely powerful, and probably with this, you know, younger sort of <coughs> generation, it's it's probably being thrown to the wayside. I think so. Yeah, just being open, like just keeping an
0: open mind, is mm. there's something to say for that. I think just just being a learner, like learning yeah. never stops, and I think that's where. The system's a bit broken because we go into school being taught things that we don't want to learn, mm-hmm. and so we naturally just neglect school, neglect class because it's like, well, like, how's this going to help me? Yeah. And then we can't wait until that's all done. We can't wait till we've finished having to do what we don't want to do.
2: Yeah. Fast. And then
0: we just shut off. We shut off that part of our brain. It's like, oh, mm. right, I'm in a job now. This is what I do. Like nothing else really matters. Absolutely. So I think that's something for us who is like. And that's where like the the humble thing, that's where you, earlier you were like, like when I'm in reception, I'm very humble. I think that's like, you have to be ready to learn something yeah. from anyone. Absolutely. Like, and that's that's really important. I think that's something that's been lost. Like everyone is, is entitled, think they know it all. Like, man, we don't know anything. Like, <laughs> <Thanks.
2: laughs> like, And bro, speaking to a lot of people, like people do not know a single fucking thing about anything. Mm. It's all opinion, bro. And it's funny because like when someone's talking about some shit they don't know, and you let them, like, you listen to them, right? Like, you touched touch on this before, like, actually listening. So, like, I'll let someone talk, talk shit about a person or, like, talk shit about something they know nothing about. And as they're talking, because I'm listening to them, I haven't said a word. They go, oh, fuck, no, I actually don't know anything about this. Or, fuck, maybe I am being an asshole. Like, by themselves, bro. So, like, maybe it's, like, like this whole, like, a mentality or, like, system that we have of, like, you know, uh, side A is talking, side B is screaming louder than side A. And then side A gets silenced. Like that shit is fucked. That should not happen. Like silencing an entire side or, or screaming on top is just not. I don't understand why we can't just go. All right, Jesse, you got an issue. Tell me about it. Okay, I'm hearing you. And and while you talk, you're listening to yourself. Yeah, these words are powerful. They hold substance. Yeah. So you're talking. You're listening to yourself. You might have some other thoughts about what you said. And I go, okay, I hear you. But how about this is that? And I can hear myself too. Mm. And and, beco- and you you hear what's in between the lines, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes the person that's speaking doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about, you know what I mean? 100%. And the person that's listening knows. So so that is super important too.
0: So many times me and Jesse might, not having an argument, but be kind of contending something. Yeah. And in my head, I think I'm right. And then I'll say it to Jesse and I'm like, hold on. Like, yeah. no, Jesse's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We, do, we do so that like Once all. I've
1: voiced it, like now it becomes apparent to me. Exactly. Uh, I'd almost say it's like greatest strength of our friendship is like, because i've had it very rarely probably never with another person not just a fr- another friend but anyone in my life where we literally voice something and halfway through we are i don't know
2: what i'm on about you yeah, know like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you your it. point's better than mine <laughs> Like i don't even know why i'm combating
1: yeah, so yeah. but we just kind of fall on our sword so quickly with that
2: you know and bro like sorry to cut you off but like what i've noticed bro is like even within yourselves you guys have so much humility you know what i mean and i think that's so fucking powerful for the people that like watch this podcast is to just not even just listen to what you guys are saying, but understanding your mannerisms and like the authenticity of what you say, like you saying that you were journaling and saying like, fuck bro, like I was judging someone off their followers. Mm. Like this is the issue, bro. Like the people that are up there don't have that. They don't do this shit. They don't, they don't say it out loud to a podcast is going to jump everywhere that I caught myself being a douchebag. I should stop this shit. This is what I did. Learn from me. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh man, it's like, powerful. That Thank to you. me is so fucking, or like even the humility in what you guys are saying, like like saying admitting that you could be wrong not only to your best friend, but to everybody that's watching, you know what I mean? Even to Digby that's like chilling out and taking notes, like vibing <laughs> out. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Like if I can see my homeboy, like out here really taking, you know, accountability for himself and, and incorporating these values of humility and accountability and empathy and all, all these things, why can I not be the same way? Mm. And and this is the thing, like this is what needs to change. More people like yourselves being on the front line.
1: Man, I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me and Jack. Uh, I'm, on that note, I think, you know, I've learned just over the last few years is definitely me trying to be more vulnerable and express how I really feel about things. is taking me a very long time. Yeah. And I, I think the number one reason I do it and the reason I shared what I said before is I think a lot of us go through similar headspaces. But back to society, I think we get caught in this perfection cycle where it's yeah. like, oh, I can't say that because just in case every other person hasn't felt that. Yeah. I don't know, but the outside the outside of it, you'd be surprised ninety nine percent of the time everyone in the room's just like, Whoa, Yeah, yeah maybe I did that once or it yeah. lets them reflect, you know? Exactly. So I think it's important for you to lead on things that, you know, those sort of contentious areas of your life.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think it's amazing. It's just so cool to see someone like yourself just like putting yourself out there and going for it. Like your face is on a lot of your content. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're like you're really vulnerable and I think people see that and feel like they want to do it too and yeah. they can do it like just seeing someone like yourself just oh that's possible and absolutely like, yeah. and you know you're, you're a successful barber Thank i'd love bro. to talk on you know what advice would you give those young kids that you know want to do their own thing that maybe they're in a nine to five maybe they're at uni they know they're destined to do something else or be their own boss like what advice would you give those people
2: i think there's a few different ways you can look at it you can look at it like systemically like actually how to do these things and when you write it down on paper, I think it takes away a lot of the fear of what it is. So like, bro, where's like, like when you write it down, okay, maybe I need a thousand bucks. Bro, work till a thousand bucks and walk away from the job. Mm. Like, it's so easy to get stuck in that. Um, So I think on that level, like specifically, w- without the mindset stuff, I think learn to implement goals. And like, I know it sounds so like cliche, like write your goals down and shit, but like to it's- the basics, the, yeah, so yeah. It's exactly, bro. It's back to the basics. Like write down how much you need and then put pressure on yourself, you know? Like being like, you know what? I'm gonna hit a K. I'm gonna leave my job, so I got all the time in the what to do this thing. I have to do it perfect because if not, I'm fucked. Now I don't have a job. I got to look for another one. Yeah. So I think that pressure is really important. Like not not to bring it back onto myself, but even when I felt um, that I, I was I was kind of killing it a little bit, I was like, okay, well, I'm not being hundred percent right now, and I'm not showing everybody else how, like you know, how how brave and how courageous I am in my craft. Let me move out into somewhere that's like a bit above my pay grade. And let me intentionally fuck myself to make myself better. Love you know that. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then I even like I, I fucked myself even more by buying like an extra pet to being like, <laughs> okay, now i got a family. I have to, <laughs> I have to make this work now. So I think I think applying pressure and like actually writing down what you need to do and understanding that and then mm. putting that pressure on yourself. Mm. But on a um on like a mindset level, I think uh, understanding that 99%. Us, like deadass 99% of the noise in your head is fucking bullshit. It is so bullshit, bro. Like who cares if Tom doesn't like your shirt? Who gives a fuck if Jerry doesn't like your haircut? doesn't matter, bro. Like who cares if this person comments that? This shit, all this stuff does not matter, bro. Mm. Like I think uh, the big issue and like what kind of changed my life and got me to this point was like, understanding that I'm just the observer of the thought. That's all I am, just the observer. I am not the thought. It's like a good example is like, when I'm playing COD, I'm not in World War II. <laughs> I'm just playing COD, you know. I'm the, the thing is just showing me, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I think understanding that like when I sit there and I'm fucking scared to do a new haircut that I never try. Okay, why am I scared of the haircut? Like what's the worst that's gonna happen? When you ask yourself these questions, bro, like the 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 the, the plan is in motion. Like you understand mm. that it's not that scary. Mm. It's actually really not that scary, it's not that big. Mm.
1: Something I love that Jasper said on this podcast, he said if it doesn't matter in five, six months then you're sweet yeah like when something matters in like you know whether it might be like i don't know for me it could be like a family member sick it's like oh that probably Mm -hmm. would matter in five six months that's like a good thing to ask yourself but if it's like like would people care about this faded haircut video in five or six months the answer is no so don't fucking worry
2: you know exactly bro it's so true and it's just like you you catch people out on it a lot like them being like oh but bro like what about this? This and that. In two weeks, like, bro. What the fuck is two weeks? Because like, two weeks is tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, understanding the the fragility of time is so important, bro. Like, it's it's like for me, I like you. I feel like you should start looking at at, li- at life and time a lot more linear. Like, it's it's just happening now. All the time is right now. Like, it's not happening later, and nothing happened in the past. All of it is happening now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right now, I'm putting the things into place because the future me. Already doing those things, mm. the me of before was still in that garage, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know that all those things are put into place because I'm thinking about now. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't really give a fuck about before and after.
1: Have you visualized all this?
2: Yeah, bro. And honestly, like, on that, on that note, like, I think that visualization and sitting there and just like really visualizing will bring everything to you. Like, the, the universe works in a really crazy way, serious ways. Yeah, it's dude, powerful, it's fucked 100%. Like, I remember sure. when, um, when I was uh, like, when I was looking for an apartment. I had like a last straw moment like um back at my old crib and i was like all right i gotta, I gotta get the fuck out of here um so i told my gr- I, I, like and for a few months before i had been envisioning what i wanted like where i wanted my studio to be what i wanted in there what i like what was looking like everything um and like believing that it was there like it was a thing that i could just pull out of the air um but every time i'd try something that wasn't that it just wouldn't work so i'd be like mm-hmm. fucking like why is this happening you know um i had a last straw moment i told my girl i was like look I want to move out Can you just look While I go to bed And then in the morning We'll, we'll figure it out So like alright cool She pulled up about like Four or five places I went to the first place Dude I swear On my mum I walked in And it was exactly What I thought it was gonna be Dude down to the point You know that little cut Like you guys have seen my content You know that little yeah. cut out Where the mirror is Yeah yeah Bro, it was cut out and my mirror fit perfectly into this. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? It's like perfect, bro. Perfect. Like I knew I wanted like a cool low-key alleyway type. And like what I was explaining before, like when you came out, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Like the colors were exactly what I imagined. The bed being above, like so I could see my shop was exactly where it was. It's like the, the universe is there to help you. And if you really, really want it, and not like bullshit wants it, like you really want it, bro, right, It'll happen. Yeah. Always, always. Yeah. it's
0: fine. Touch on your... um your relationship with time mm. i want to go into that a little bit obviously you're a one man show Absolutely. you've only got 24 hours in a day Yeah. and you got a lot of haircuts to do in a week by the sounds of it i'd Absolutely. love to
2: listen to how you structure your time um it's like uh it's like organized chaos you know what i mean so i think you guys would like, <laughs> yeah, like it let's say <laughs> like you guys do that shit uh-huh. like i got a rough idea of what's going on um but i like to uh, i don't like to be too in control like i like the inconsistencies in the day and like the little fuck ups here and there i be think flexible they, yeah, I think that builds character. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that it shows a lot about yourself. So, like for me, usually like the day is like this. Um, I used to be, I used to want to be like a morning person and the gym guy. I was like, fuck that, it's not happening. So, wake up. The first, two, yeah, the first, two, the first two hours in the day is like uh, my kind of like my reflection phase. So like I hop out of bed. Like I got two dogs, so I do all the dog stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. For the first two hours, I'm doing nothing but reading. And then I'll make my content for the day. So, like, I know that always has to be that block. It has to be reading, dogs, and content. Yep. And then the rest of the day kind of just happens. Like, you know, I, I, I can't choose if someone, like, doesn't show up or someone's 15 minutes late or mm. if, like, I, I, I feel unwell. So, like, whatever really happens, like, either way, I kind of got something to slot into that place. Like, oh, someone didn't show up. It's cool. i got 45 minutes to edit this YouTube video. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. We'll go all the way down to, like, so I went from, like, 10 to 7, sometimes 10 to 8. And I'm like, all right, Cool. The rest of the day is switch off from work, um, and just like kind of live life a little bit. Mm. It, it wasn't that before, like before when I was building up to this stage, it was a lot of like, okay, work's done, okay, work times two now, like it, back to the content, back to the ideas, this is that. But I just felt like for myself, it's it's cool to like kind of flow through through it, you know, kind of be tranquil with your work instead of like a fucking walking tank, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So what well, was
1: really well said, and I feel like. Looking at your business and seeing it grow, do you feel like you're at a a tipping point where
2: you need to like scale a little bit or? Um, Yes, I think uh, the scaling, I don't know what it looks like yet. I got ideas of what I want. Like I definitely want to open up uh, like an institution um, or like kind of get like a whole like warehouse gig where like I've got all the things that I believe are the future going on in there, like mentorship programs and and all that sort of shit. So I want to, I'm really big into teaching. Um, so I, I believe that I should aim in that direction. I think you know I do have a voice that you know could change something, even if it's like one dude. bro, I don't give a fuck. Definitely. Like, yeah. I, I want to change that one person. So for me, I know that like I, I am getting to that point where it feels like okay, things are going really well. Um, and and like a, a general rule of thumb in the barbering community is like, all right, if you're booked out two weeks in advance, every single like two weeks for like let's say three months, you raise your prices and you put your, that pressure on yourself, you know, because it's like all right, well now. I was charging forty bucks for a haircut. I charge fifty now. I can't fuck up this haircut anymore. It has to be a fifty dollar haircut, or do you know? well, not even a fifty dollar. It has to be an eighty dollar haircut. Do you know what I mean? In, in terms of quality, so there's things like that that, that you do business wise, like for for other barbers that are watching. But in terms of like uh, for myself, I know I definitely want to start putting in the plans of, of like. Uh, yeah, get into things that I wanted to get into like clothing or like um, opening up that institution I was talking about and doing all the mentorship type stuff. So for sure, I think that's that's what's next for me.
1: It's very exciting, man. I, I can't wait to watch your growth in 2023. Thank you, bro. Thank I, you. I really appreciate you coming on here, Josh.
2: No, that's all love, bro. I appreciate you guys having me. It's great me. chat, you. man. Thanks for coming love, on. Bro. Bro. Thank you. Peace.